I used to work as a guard at Fort Knox. I guess I might still officially be one. Not sure what the job title situation is these days. My job was pretty simple. Walk around, monitor stuff, oversee gold movements, general guard duties. It was a pretty sweet government job. I didn't have to actually do much since, you know, how often is Fort Knox actually robbed? As long as I didn't steal any gold, admin pretty much left us alone. Sometimes we'd have to pitch in helping move the gold, but it wasn't that bad. I'd probably still be mulling about doing nothing if I wasn't so dang curious. See, the one thing I never quite understood was that every month or so, they'd fill this huge, like, freight elevator with gold, and then it'd go down, and that'd be that. But we never saw the gold come back up. As far as any of us guards knew, no one ever went down there. We all had our pet theories. Some people thought there must be a secret lower vault. But then, who was down there unloading it? Popular one was they were lowering it down and shipping it in a secret underground tunnel. There was always a little bit of chatter about it whenever it had to be loaded up, but we never got any sort of official answer. We got told when and how much, but never told why. We also were told not to talk about the movement of gold to anyone outside the fort. Well, this whole mystery ate away at me. I just could not stop thinking about it. I'm not really one for conspiracies, but like, come on. Literal tons of gold were being lowered down every month. Anyone would be suspicious. I didn't think anything bad was happening, but not knowing was eating away at me. Sure, we had those theories, but they weren't based on anything. Just wild speculation about the elevator of gold. No one had any real idea. Honestly, I don't even think our supervisors knew what was going on. We were all just following orders. Fair enough, that's what they pay us for, but... But there was no way I could bear to just never find out. I hatched what, at the time, felt like a genius plan. I decided that I would sneak onto the elevator after we had loaded it and just ride it down. Obviously, this wasn't allowed, and I'd probably be fired for it. But when I got down there, I figured I could just tell them I had forgotten my clipboard, and when I went back to get it, I was lowered with the gold by mistake. Thinking back on it now, that's obviously a horrible plan, but I was just so desperate to find out what was going on down there, and I didn't care about risking my job or some jail time. The risk was worth it in my mind. Like I said, I'm not much of a conspiracy guy. I didn't have the slightest idea how to pull a good one off. I thought I was real clever too, so I started making it a habit of leaving stuff around. I'd forget my clipboard, coffee, pens, anything that wasn't attached to me. I kept it up for a few months until coworkers started to notice and I got a reputation for forgetting things. It was like a gold heist, but I didn't want any gold. I just wanted to see it. Eventually the day came. We were told that Friday there'd be a load of gold going down. That Friday morning, I went into work a little buzzed, uh, a little liquid courage for my idiotic plan. I think people could probably smell it on my breath, which would hopefully help my it-was-an-accident approach. After we had loaded everything up, I just kind of hid in the back of the elevator behind some of the gold. I'm sure there was a camera that would have caught me clearly hiding, which would have completely destroyed my accident excuse. But like I said, I'm a bit of a moron. Well, after a few minutes, I heard the door of the elevator close, and 
A moment later, I felt the elevator lurch into its slow descent. I was pretty excited for the elevator to start moving, but it just kept going. After about 20 minutes, the adrenaline of my plan started to fade, and I started to realize what a completely stupid plan this was. I really started to panic, and after about another 10 minutes, I started to cry out for help. Turns out, after the excitement of all the planning uh, faded, I realized that maybe going to jail wouldn't be as fun as I thought. It was a long ride down. After about an hour, even my panic had faded, and I was just kind of bored. Eventually, I did reach the bottom, though. When the elevator stopped, I started to feel a little bit of that earlier excitement, even if only for a minute, as I stared at the doors waiting for them to open. I guess for some reason I assumed that whoever was down here would be eager to get at the elevator, but thinking back, I knew none of us up top were ever that excited to unload anything either. When the doors finally did open, I was a bit let down. It was just another plain hallway like the one up top we loaded the gold in at, and it was lit by the same obnoxious fluorescent lights that I guess saved power or whatever. In front of me stood a few workers with the same boring dollies we used to load the gold on, wearing the same boring uniforms. Well, the uniforms were almost the same. They didn't have any badges or patches associated with Knox or the government or anything. Just their names. I also thought they'd be more surprised to see me, but they looked unfazed. One of them let out a sigh and asked me, Curious or accident? I had rehearsed what to say when I got down there hundreds of times, but when it actually came to it, I just stood there with a blank expression on my face. After a moment, he just chuckled and told me not to worry. It was all the same anyway. He gestured to the dollies and told me I knew what to do. I silently complied, helping them unload the gold from the elevator. I didn't ask him any questions. They were so calm and unfazed by my appearance. I didn't have it in me to disturb their quiet. Once the gold was unloaded, they started pushing it down the hallway without saying a word to me. None of this was going how I expected. For a moment, I thought about staying with the elevator and just riding it back up. But I had come this far and my pride wouldn't let me turn around now without getting any answers. So I followed him. After walking behind them for a minute, the same guard who had spoken to me before looked back at me and said, I guess it was curious. After a couple minutes of walking, we rounded a corner and the smooth, normal walls of the complex gave way to a rough-hewn rock. They all stopped and looked back at me, as if to gauge my reaction. A few more twists and turns and we came to these massive steel doors. Really more of a bank vault than a door, when I think about it. That same guard turned to me and asked if my curiosity had been satisfied. His tone was a bit patronizing. I just shook my head, forgetting how stupid it was to admit I was down here on purpose. He let out a sigh and told me he had figured as much. He got a serious look on his face and said I was free to keep going with them, but I wasn't going to see what I thought I was going to see, and that I'd be happier going back to the elevator, going home, and forgetting I had ever pulled such a boneheaded stunt. Again, my boneheaded pride did the thinking for me. I said, I've come this far, might as well see what all the fuss is about. He said he figured that too. He gave a nod to one of the other workers telling him to go ahead and let me get what I want. The other worker pulled something that kind of looked like a garage door opener out of one of his pockets. He glanced over at me and clicked down a button. I flinched as I heard a grinding, sliding sort of noise to my left as a segment of the stone wall started to retract back. 
It was like one of those secret dwarven doors out of The Hobbit or something. Before it started moving, I never would have guessed there was anything there. They laughed at my surprise, and the guard said he told me I wasn't going to see what I expected. This hallway was also stone, but instead of the rough-hewn stone of the hallway, this was a much older stone. It was more cleanly cut, but the stone itself was less clean, if that makes sense. It looked like it was cleanly cut back when it was first done, but the years had worn it down. The air coming out of it wasn't the cool, moist air you'd expect from a cave. The air was dry and smelled like some sort of spice or herb that I never smelled before. I followed them in, and then the guard with the remote clicked it again, and the stone moved itself back into place. I was keenly aware of how trapped I was. The decision had been made, and I couldn't go back now. It felt like we were walking downhill, but as best I could tell, the floor was actually level. The further we walked, the stronger that organic herb smell grew. Finally, we came to one of those metal roll-up doors. The guard who had spoken to me looked at me and smiled, and then walked over to a chain on the side to raise the door. A warm light flooded in. It was more natural than the fluorescent light of the tunnel, but still not completely natural. It took a second for my eyes to adjust to the light, and longer still for them to adjust to what I was seeing. Through the door was a giant cavern. The scale was hard to judge at the time, but it looked several miles wide. On the roof of the cavern, there was some sort of light source hanging above the ceiling, with thin wisps of light dangling down from it towards the ground. Between us and wherever the tendrils of light went were some old-looking buildings. An uncle of mine had bought a surplus army barracks from the 50s when a local base was getting rid of them, and these buildings had the same sort of look about them. We walked towards the buildings. I tried to get a glimpse of where the tendrils of light were going. Besides some dark shape, I couldn't tell what they were. They led me to one of the closer buildings and told me to wait outside for a moment as they went in. When they came back, they had an older man with them wearing the same nondescript uniform they were wearing. He looked me up and down with a frown on his face. He held the door open and gestured for me to go inside. I obliged his gesture and went in. It was a pretty nondescript office setup. A number of desks all in rows with incandescent light bulbs hanging down from the ceiling. He walked over and sat at one of the desks. It had an old-timey typewriter and some miscellaneous paper, all stacked nice and neat. He gestured for me to sit in a worn-out chair across from him. I did without saying a word. He sat silently staring at me for a moment reached into his desk and pulled out a pack of cigarettes. He took one out and lit it and then offered them to me. I don't normally smoke, but this seemed like I was going to need one. Once we were both smoking, he broke his silence. So, is everything as you expected? As he raised an eyebrow at me. I tried to make some sort of reply, but I wasn't making much sense. He quickly raised his hand and told me it didn't matter. He looked at me and asked me if I had ever heard about El Dorado, the city of gold. Of course I had, everyone had. He started telling me the history of people searching for the city of gold, hoping for untold riches. Truth be told, I didn't listen too closely. I was in a pretty confused state of mind with everything that had happened, so I didn't care too much for the history at the time. He could see that he was losing me, so he wrapped up his history lesson. And then he asked me if I had ever heard anything about the mind calendar and the end of the world. I looked at him confused. That big nothing burger doomsday thing? He looked at me and smiled. You're welcome. I took a long drag on my cigarette and raised an eyebrow. 
He just stood up and led me outside. He walked between the buildings towards the center of the cavern, closer to those tendrils of light. When we were walking around the last building, I finally got a good look at where that light was going. There were 12 large pyramids in a circular pattern. Coming out of the tip of each of the pyramids was a stream of light that wound their way up to that central orb. He gestured at the pyramids and whispered, Behold, the lost city of gold. It was all very dramatic, but I couldn't help but notice the city of gold was a duller gray color. I made a little quip, something like more like the city of lead. He turned to me. I expected him to be mad, but he just nodded. He went on to explain that I was right. It was all lead. said this was what the gold was for. Apparently the pyramids were gold once. Whatever was generating the light apparently slowly ate away the gold, leaving lead in its place, like some sort of reverse philosopher's stone. Apparently when they found it, there was almost no gold left. And so in the 70s, forget the exact year, but it was when we went off the gold standard, they started adding gold to the pyramids. I asked him what the point was, just turning gold into lead to keep some magical light going. He didn't say anything, but he led me over to this telescope they had set up next to one of the buildings. It was one of those big ones, maybe two feet in diameter. He gestured to the little peephole thing you look through, so I bent down and looked through it. It was so bright, it hurt my eyes after so long down here, but after I got through the searing pain, I could see that it wasn't just a ball of light. Inside it was something big, writhing around. I couldn't make out what it was at first. It didn't stay still long enough, but I think... I saw a giant eye with a vertical pupil like a snake's. It sent a shiver down my spine. It seemed angry, and it didn't seem like it liked being in there. The old man asked me how big the sphere looked. I guess maybe a couple hundred feet wide. He just chuckled and said, If only. He told me this was the snake. It had some fancy name. That was the Aztec god supposed to eat the world. He said that, if they hadn't started adding gold back in the 70s, all of the gold would have been consumed in 2012 and the barrier would have actually failed. Apparently they've been adding gold down here to keep it going, and so far it's worked. I asked him how long the gold and Knox would keep up with it. He just stood there, staring up at it as he lit another cigarette. He said that when they started in the 70s, they added an elevator of gold once a year. He said he expected them to be adding a load every two weeks in about 18 months. A couple years from now, it'll be a load a day, and then two, and so on and so forth. The rate of consumption was accelerating exponentially. The thing up there was growing, moving faster. It was getting restless. The barrier was containing it, but it seemed to be feeding on the energy, growing. When they started, they thought they could save us. Presumably, that's what the people who built this place thought, too. But it was just delaying the inevitable. Sooner or later... We wouldn't be able to mine gold fast enough to keep up with demand. Sooner or later, the band-aid would rip. The guards from earlier came up to us. One of them had a uniform for me to change into. He told me to get changed and then meet them over by the pyramids to help them unload. <laughs>